Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. New intro. Kind of bad boy style. I like it. Happy Thursday to you here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. It's going to be a fun show today. First, it's Louisville City FC game day. Trevor, you got your purple on? Um, I don't own purple because of the fat guy. I got made told I look like Barney too much, which is why I'm not a Vikings fan. But if I did own purple, I would wear it today in honor of uh, Louisville FC. All right. I actually went out and bought some purple shirts because I don't have any purple things. I didn't go to a high school that wore purple. I'm not a fan of any purple teams until now. But now I got this nice Under Armour polo. It looks good. Do they have some shirts available at a website or anything? Or they, uh, On their website, they're, they're slacking a little bit. Uh, but they do have shirts available. Also, if you're a founding member, you get, I think, like 20% off some of their merchandise. So I'll, I'm sure I'll hit that up. But I just needed something right away that let, I could Let them know. Let, let they get me a 4X. I'll wear it. All right, I'll, I'll get you something. Uh, and, and okay, while we're on the subject, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the Coopers on later. They're gonna be downtown drinking and partying before the game, and we're gonna talk to uh, a member of their group. I look forward to doing that. But first, let me—I've got to vent a little bit about Louisville City FC, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, and I—I I, I can't wait to go to the game tonight. I'm—I'm I'm going to support this team. As long as they're still in the hunt for to be an MLS team, I'm going to be a, a huge supporter. Okay, but Trevor, you knew you know I, I called that first game, correct? I did. It's on YouTube for everyone to know. You're the answer to a trivia question. Okay, so they they were in a spot. One of my buddies, Jim Womble, who is going to be the play by play for this for the duration of the season, they were in a tough spot. They needed somebody to call uh, the, to to help him. Louisville's still playing in Syracuse. Uh, and I was more than happy to be able to do it. Uh, so I go and do it. Bob Valvano is going to be the regular. He's going to be the regular color guy. So it's going to be Jim Jim Womble and Bob Valvano doing the games, which is fine. I, that good. That's a good group. Uh, that's more than more than okay with me. But then this week, Louisville City's FC Twitter page has gone all out promoting Jim Womble and Bob Valvano as the voice of Louisville City FC, and not even a mention for me when I did it. I, I did happen to see that tweet. Uh, I, I kind of thought about that too, you and me are on a similar brainwave, which is a scary thought for you. They should give you some love. I mean, wh- where's the 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 the, the the, the love for the, the, the original, the, the beginning, the one who's the trendsetter that is TJ Walker who opened the floodgates for, 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 the, future, yeah, for future play-by-play hosts of Louisville's FC team. How about, hey, hey, TJ, thanks for doing it the one game. You did a fine job. Now we're going on to our regular, I don't know. And we're 1-0 and with you on the mic, maybe? I mean, I, I'm, 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 I don't really care. I just thought it was funny that they, they made this banner and they had pictures of their names together and all this and that. And uh, it's a good group. I mean, they're going to do a great job. And uh, that was probably one of the hardest things in broadcasting or journalism I've ever had to do, given the circumstance and the situation. Uh, but I, you know, I would have done it again if they would have asked. But I understand they already had this crew planned out, and Bavano's a little bit more experienced than I am, and uh, that's that's quite all right with me. I just thought it was kind of funny how how they went above and beyond. But that's okay. Uh, a a so, true hero doesn't need recognition, uh, TJ. You're right. You're right about that. So now I got to go as a fan, and that's okay because I'm going to probably have a few beers and. Uh, right now, if this weather can hold up, it's just going to be the absolute most perfect day for for soccer. So hopefully, a lot of you all can get down there 
to Louisville Slugger Field. The match is at 7.30. They're taking on the Rochester Rhinos. Uh, I guess I had kind of forgotten about the Rhino problem up there in Rochester, huh, Trevor? Well, why, why do they get a, 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 a mascot and Louisville's just the FC? That's the only thing I never liked. Sometimes I'm confused about soccer. Why don't every soccer? Why doesn't every soccer team require to have a you know a mascot or a a team name? You know, like every team in the NBA or NBA or your NFL does. Well, I think they do that. I, I think soccer they want you the team name to to kind of come to the team. To you, you need your team to have a personality of sorts, and that comes to it. I'm not saying that's what Rochester does. Some teams just give themselves a team name right from the get go, but. I'm sure Louisville eventually will have a nickname of some sort. Maybe it'll be an unofficial nickname, but we'll see. I, 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 a lot of people like purple. Of, can we call him Purple Haze and maybe have like a Jimi Hendrix logo in the background? I like it. That's a solid idea. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk pending. some soccer. We're, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk a little bit of soccer today. Uh, you guys just got to hop on board. Get out to a game, and if you go out to a game and don't like it, then then complain about me talking about it. Uh, that's fine. After that, uh, we'll do it. Trevor, we're going to play a trivia game. And, and again, it's Throwback Thursday, so you're going to have to guess the year. Eventually, I'm hoping that this catches on to where some people call in and we can give out some gifts. But we got to get, we got to tease it a little bit, let people know what they're getting, what kind of game they're getting into. And uh, so, so right now, you're going to be the contestant when we do that. We'll do that later in the show. We're going to be talking, Trevor. I'm sure you heard about Brit. I'm sure you heard Britt McHenry's rant. Yeah, I saw the video and uh, and, oh, and saw man. the uh, the little uh, back and forth she had with the unfortunate. Uh, I guess it was a parking attendant. Parking attendant, I believe, in Texas. Britt McHenry is a sports reporter for ESPN. She's a sideline reporter, uh, a good-looking lady, but Which is probably why she's got her job. But no, it's no here nor there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she did go to Northwestern, which credit to her, but you know maybe that's part of the reason why she got into Northwestern. Just a terrible, terrible human being, or seemingly a terrible human being. Certainly had a very bad moment. But I don't. And you know, you know how often I give second chances, Trevor, and how lenient I can be. I'm, I'm very understanding. I understand people make mistakes. Britt McHenry made a mistake, but if that's the stuff she says, knowing that she's on camera then you have to wonder what she'll say off camera or what kind of person she is when she's not being filmed. Uh, I, I think this was a, a very good indication of what kind of person she is. And, and she could have been having a bad day, though, TJ. I mean, the people come around. She could have been, you know, her boyfriend could have just dumped her. She could have found a zit somewhere where she didn't want one. I mean, you know, she could, she could have been having a bad day in some way and taking it out and got caught in the wrong situation. I will give her that, that you know, grain of salt. Listen, and I'm I'm the first person to give benefits of the doubt in that situation. I'm the first person to say, you know what, we don't know the whole story, and we and we still don't. We maybe this per, maybe this parking attendant was being a huge jerk back to her. Maybe they were making life extremely difficult on her when all she really needed to do was just pay for the towing and get out of there. Maybe they were being rude. Uh, maybe they were trying to belittle her. We don't know the whole story. Maybe she was having a terrible day. We don't see the whole video. Maybe she's nice in some parts, but then eventually she's just. She's had enough, but listen, Trevor, I, I went to, and you know, this, this isn't all private school kids, but I went to private school. I was in Greek life, which trust me, plenty of sorority people are similar to Britt McHenry. 
Uh, I, I also know a lot of people that grew up in, in very well-off families that went to public schooling. I, I know some of these girls, Trevor. I know some of these people. Oh, I know them too. And it's funny because I'm on the opposite end of you. I grew up in the lower middle class. I went to public school. I, I've done the menial jobs like a parking attendant. And even if the parking attendant was rude, listen, it's a parking attendant. I, they know that their life is at a middle area that's not really having any future of brightness. You don't have to rub it in their face because you don't have that problem. And, and here's the thing. If she didn't know she was being filmed, I'd almost feel like I would give her even more benefit of the doubt. Where, you know what, because there'd be times if a camera was on me, it really wouldn't look good for me. And that time would be when I'm driving. Uh, I, I, I probably suffer from a little road rage, but it, it's nothing to that, nothing to that level, nothing to that extreme. And she even looks at the camera after being told that she's being filmed and to maybe calm down a little bit. And then she still goes on this rant. This is a girl that's probably had everything handed to her in her life, has never heard the word no, has gotten by on her good looks. I don't. I, I didn't even know her as a sports reporter because it seems like ESPN just has a monopoly of blonde <laughs> sideline reporters. I said the same thing. You've seen one, you've seen them. It's like looking at a Smurf. It's like, can you really tell the difference between them? It's sad. I, I know a ton of great girls that do fantastic job reporting. Uh, Jen Smith of the Herald Leader with UK Football is probably one of the best, if not the best, on the UK football beat. Uh, Tyler Thompson, even of KSR, it does a fantastic job, and she treats herself in a very professional manner. There, there are plenty of girls, especially in this local area, in the state of Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, that do a phenomenal job with their reporting, but... Britt McHenry is going makes it really tough on them to not be labeled as just kind of a jerk, self-entitled girl that wants to get in on the sports world by having good looks. Now, she does have a good education. According to her Wikipedia page, she did graduate magna cum laude from Stetson and did go to Northwestern School of Journalism. I don't good know for how, her. So, I mean, she does have – I mean, it's like she pointed out to the parking attendant, she does have a good education – I mean, it could have been handed to her, but for all we know, we, she could have earned it. I don't want to state, I don't know her well enough to say either way, but it doesn't look good on her side. She does come off, as you said, look like an entitled, spoiled brat. She, she, it, it certainly seems that way. I doubt she'll have a job at ESPN waiting for her after this, after that all comes out. I may, she may be hired somewhere else. Rob Blackhawk says that she's a terrible human being. I don't need any more evidence than that video. And if ESPN fires her, I'm sure Fox News would love to have bring her on board. It's going to be really tough for her to get a job directly after this. Now, maybe a year or two will pass. Uh, how funny would it be if she – it would be better if she had broken a crime of some sort and her community service forced her to work at a towing, uh, to, a towing facility. I, I doubt that will be the case, especially if she's entitled. means she has money backed up. I'm sure, I mean, even if ESPN lets her go, she'll find a job. It'll be in a local market somewhere. But we won't know anything about her unless it happens to be local. Well, I didn't know anything about her anyways. I didn't and either. This is, this is like, this it's is like when, Aaron, and when Aaron Andrews left ESPN. I was like, why? Do you think ESPN cares that Aaron Andrews is leaving? They were, listen, it's like Pez. Another one will pop up, a cute blonde that will do a job just as well as she did. Well, see, and the thing is, it, a lot of big outlets are in try do this where they hire really good looking, you know, really good looking sideline reporters. But a lot of, of them are pretty, a lot of them are pretty good. Yeah, uh, Shannon Spake I think does a very good job. Kaylee Hartung is a, a young; she's kind of a new face to ESPN. What's I her name? Kaylee Hartung. Hard tongue. Hard tongue. H a r t u n g. 
Uh, I think he said hard tongue. I was like, that's a really funny name. <laughs> I can't believe she's 29 years old, but, uh, but, and she's, you know, she's a good looking sideline reporter, but she does a great job. She's got a personality. She's fun to listen to. She brings something different that the, the, the color and play by play guy don't bring. Uh, Britt McHenry, again, I'm not familiar with her work, so that probably says a lot more about the job that she does if she just kind of blends in. And on top of that, her being just kind of a boring sideline reporter again, because I don't really know much of her work, so she hasn't really ever stood out to me. Uh, she also, on top of all that, seems to be a terrible human being who thinks she's better than everybody else, making her a terrible human being. Yates texts and said she'd be, she'd be sent, she should be sentenced to being the parking attendant's butler. Yeah. See, I, you, I wish she would have broken a crime somehow. And, and and had to do some community service, and it kind of went full circle. What was that show on ABC or NBC, Undercover Boss? Uh, it, that is a show still. It's actually based out of, I think it's an Australian show that they, they remade over here. Maybe it was vice versa, but yeah, it is Undercover Boss. Those shows can be kind of cheesy, because there's no way, especially as popular as that show has become, these people don't realize what's going on. Well, I don't, I don't want to really get into the details yeah, of Undercover Boss. But I, I wish there was some way where we could make her have to work as a parking attendant and film the whole thing. And then she could have this life, life lesson about how bad of a person she is or, or was. Uh, but I'm sure this will probably – I'm sure she will learn from this experience. I think we should make, we should make her a waitress in Bowling Green where I worked. Yeah, would that, would that wake her up to, the, to you know, be oh, a bit yeah. sensitive? Wait, wait, you get a $90 tab, uh, Miss McHenry, and you get $3 on a, on a tip. Yeah, that wouldn't be nice. That wouldn't be good at all. That happened to you? Yes. Yes, Jeez. it did. And then and the guy, and my favorite story was when uh, a family once came in a six top, which six people uh, brought in a two liter and asked for just five, six cups of ice. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> at that point, That's you did, at that point, you know you might as well not give them good service because you're obviously not going to get a good tip. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. So uh, that yeah, I would I would do the same thing. I never worked in the food industry, um, but I have had jobs where people have not been not been pleasant to serve or help in certain ways. Uh, anyway, so that's my Britt McHenry rant, or at least I address the issue. She's a terrible human being, but I didn't need you all didn't need me to tell you that. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to we're going to take a break in about five minutes. So I, I don't I don't feel that I've talked about this UK football fight incident enough. A lot of people are saying, just, you know, move on. Who cares? It is what it is. Uh, and Trevor, we touched on it a little bit yesterday and I've thought more about it, about Drew Barker and how he's in these situations and he's in these incidents and it never really looks too good for him. I, I'm, I'm starting to just get more and more of a vibe that Drew Barker is not going to work out at Kentucky. And that doesn't mean he's going to transfer. It doesn't mean he's going to be asked to leave. It doesn't mean he's going to go out in a blaze of uh, the opposite of glory, a blaze of shame where he gets in some major trouble. I just, I don't know if he's, if he's cut out to, to really promote the Kentucky football brand uh, or the future Kentucky football brand, which is moving in a much better direction. Which is weird because this is the same gentleman who before, or even sent, he hasn't even taken a snap out, I guess, was on the uh, forefront of your Super Bowl commercial. You're right, and he is kind of the the face of this new era of Kentucky football, but you're right. He has been involved in some of these several different incidents, 
uh, and this football one, the one where he's cheap shot, it was uh, really a, a, a kind of if you were if you're a guy, you can't be happy to cold clock somebody like that uh, when they when they weren't looking. But you don't. But we don't know. We don't know the whole story there. And hold on, why I cough for a second? Well, <laughs> and while you cough, I'll, I'll say this: if you watch the whole video, it's you know, this. I don't recommend any cheap shotting. I think cheap shots is it is a punk move. I agree. But the guy walks in. He clearly looks like he's there to fight because when he walks in, he pulls off his shirt with the wife beater exposed, and I mean, just walks up to to Barker and just and clocks him. And it is a cheap shot. But it wasn't like he ran up to him out of nowhere, like he was Daredevil coming from the shadows. I mean, he, he kind of did though. He but he did walked right in the front door. I see him coming in the front door. If you look over to your right, I mean, most human beings have a tendency when you're sitting in, a, in an open area and someone comes in the front door, you it just out of habit you're going to look over to see who it is, whether you stare at them or recognize who they are or whatever. You're still going to look in the uh, purple vision of your eyes and look over to see who's just walking in a room that you're standing, you know, ten feet from the door. And he, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I need to watch the video again, but I don't ever see Drew Barker really look back to no, see. No, he, he doesn't. He at, doesn't notice him, but I'm just saying it's not like he didn't have the opportunity to see the guy walking in the room. Oh, but should, should you have to monitor everybody in every situation to hope that you don't get punched in the back of the head? Well, you know what? Like, Apparently the like way Drew Barker chilling. acts, yes. It's not like they were chilling out there for, you know, 20 minutes or chilling in the lobby for 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden it came out of nowhere. I mean, Patrick Raffey was pretty quick about coming into the room taking I, I don't know if he took his shirt off or whatever he did he did and then punching him in the in the in the head and then moving on very quickly it all happened pretty quick and clearly he's got a backstory to why he would do it so therefore now, yes, yes if I did if, I if Barker knows that then if he did see him walking in then yeah he should not be surprised at being punched because clearly there's a, a you know a rift between the two of them that caused him to punch him whether it be a cheap shot or not I agree uh, there there there's probably more to that story that we don't know, and, and I think that the most telling part of that is the UK football teammates that don't really help him yeah. up, and that's sad to see. It it really, it, if you're a UK fan, that should bug you. That should really, really bug you. And again, we don't know the whole story. I've interviewed Drew Barker. I've talked to him. Uh, he, he was at the Rivals Five Star Challenge, which is the best players in the country you go to. He was super nice to me then and, and to Cats Illustrated. He even did a Q&A on our website, which no other player has ever done. But I'm thinking, and, and again, I don't know this, but I'm thinking he may have done some stuff on UK's team where he doesn't really have the players' respect at this point. On a side note, your friend Britt McHenry just posted an apology on Twitter. Did she? Do you want me to read it to you? I would like that very much. <laughs> Oh, I, I found I found it. Okay, it's not it's not exactly heartfelt or anything, but it's just your basic. It looks like the apology Ryan Leaf wrote a red in his locker and then crumpled up the paper and thrown it thrown it down like he did when he apologized back in the nineties. In an intense and stressful moment, I allowed my emotions to get the best of me and said some insulting and regrettable things. As frustrated as I was, I should always choose to be respectful and take the high road. I am so sorry for my actions. We'll learn from this mistake. That's awful. I mean, I guess it's a, at least it's a step in the right direction, but it almost just makes it, it, it seems like a very forced apology. It's very and generic. It, prob it, it probably was. It probably was a forced apology, uh, but it wasn't, it, I, I didn't get any sincere moments from that apology. How much you want to bet she didn't even, it's not even her own words. Somebody probably wrote it for her from ESPN. I wouldn't doubt that either, uh, but it, it's short and not so sweet. 
But we need to head to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the Louisville Coopers live from downtown at Louisville Slugger Field. We'll be talking with Jason Ince from the Louisville Coopers. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit soccer. He's also a UK fan, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about Drew Barker with him too. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. The Sports Talker. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Presented by Allen Electric. Lock it up. We're back here. Second segment, 1450, the Sports Buzz. And we are excited about Louisville City FC's Second home match, third match of the season, taking our Rochester Rhinos. And to talk a little bit about that match and also what's going on with Louisville City FC, we have Jason Ince from the Louisville Coopers, the uh, biggest and best support group when it comes to the Louisville City FC. Jason, how are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on, TJ. Uh, paint the scene for me downtown. I know you're you're at the bars with the rest of the Louisville Coopers, uh, probably a lot of other Louisville City FC fans just waiting for the match. We're about three hours away. Yeah, people are starting to trickle in a little bit. Traffic, obviously, down here is uh, a little bit bad, so obviously if you're coming down, make sure to leave a bit early. Um, we're all congregating right now at O'Shea's and Troll Bar. Uh, we're going to have a uh, street party starting about 5 p.m., uh, kind of hanging out, having some food and drinks, uh, there'll be a live DJ here. We'll all congregate uh, at O'Shea's and on Washington. And then at 6.30, we're actually going to march down to the stadium, around the stadium, and uh, just make as much noise as we can. Well, that sounds nice. And I'll be joining you all down there a little later after this radio show. So what's what's been the... What's been going on with the Coopers since the season started? Uh, are you all, or not only you all, but also Louisville City FC? Are you all gaining more interest? Are you seeing more people starting to jump on board uh, this this professional soccer team in Louisville? What's kind of been the reception that you all have uh, received since the start of the season uh, about a month ago? Well, it's been exceptional. The the outreach from the community has been more than we ever could have anticipated. I mean, we had over six thousand fans for the opening match. It was a Saturday afternoon. It wasn't very warm. Uh, so going up against you know NCAA tournament and have that many people show up for the opening match was was just amazing. Uh, we've had a lot of interest in the Coopers. We signed up over a hundred new members that day. Uh, we've had a lot of people you know contact the club about tickets. Um, we're expecting a pretty big turnout tonight, and hopefully we can uh, set the uh, league high for a weeknight attendance with tonight's match. Let's hope also the rain stays away. I know there, there's a chance that it's been pretty much beautiful all day, although I see clouds rolling in now. Let's hope that those uh, that those stay away. So Louisville City FC, Rochester Rhinos, there's a chance, I think, for Rochester to move to first in the league, Louisville City to move up to second, uh, depending on different scenarios of this game. Both teams haven't lost a game this year. Louisville has won one, tied one. Uh, what, what? Tell us a little bit about our, our opponent tonight, Rochester. Rochester is one of the uh, oldest teams in the league. They are a very physical team. Uh, they lead the league, if I'm not mistaken, in fouls. They don't concede very many goals, 
So this is going to be a match where we're going to have to kind of uh, exhibit some strength and some patience as well. We're going to have to break them down. We're going to have to try to take our chances when we get them and just not let any frustrations get to anybody because they will foul, and they'll foul a lot. History has shown it. That's, uh, that should make for an interesting match, at least one that will get the crowd into it if they see one of your own players get knocked down and fouls may or may, need, may not be called. It's going to be something to certainly watch to see uh, how much the officials let them play, um, kind of like a basketball term, but to see what they call, what they don't call, it'll be interesting uh, to, to, to watch that aspect of the game tonight. Uh, so what's, what's I, I, I want to kind of switch gears. I, I wanted to get into the game, but I, there's one question I need to ask. Obviously, you saw that report that uh, Louisville is, when it comes to professional sports, MLS, uh, out, out of a scale of 100, Louisville is 100 for supporting an MLS, as if it, uh, saying that it would work. What did you make of that article? What did you make of that report? Uh, and are you buying in on that? Oh, absolutely. It's something that we've known for a long time, that soccer, while it may not be talked about or reported on much in the city, is, is a sport that a lot of people around here enjoy. I think the, you know, the turnout for the first match shows that. And part of the reason that we got this team was that we showed early on before we even had a professional team here that we had the fan base to support it. Uh, our goal right now, obviously, is to get a soccer-specific stadium in two years, which we do with 5,000 average attendance over this year and next. Once we get that soccer-specific stadium, it opens up a whole variety of options for us, whether it be going for MLS in a couple of years, um, being able to hold more fans at the matches, market more. It'll be a whole new revenue stream for the club as well. Briefly give me kind of a timetable on if, let's say, best-case scenario, this does end up with Louisville City FC going into the MLS, and this is where it all begins this season. Kind of briefly give me a timeline of what to look for. You said maybe a soccer-specific stadium in two years. Uh, kind of go from there. Yeah, the uh, city has already said that if we average 5,000 attendance this year next year, that they would uh, invest in a soccer-specific stadium, hopefully downtown, but you know that's still to be determined. Um, that would give us one of the things that we have to have to go for MLS. They are planning to expand again, we believe, in 2020. Um, and go above the 24 teams that they got earmarked right now. So we want to put ourselves in a position where we have a, a great product on the field. We have a great front office. Amanda Duffy has done a phenomenal job putting this team together with Coach O'Connor. Um, it's our job now to make sure that we have the turnout to show the MLS that, hey, we can not only support the team here, but that they'll thrive. This is this is a uh, area of the country where the closest teams are in Columbus and Chicago. So this is a great spot for us to regionally to have an MLS franchise. I agree. So give me some keys to the game tonight. I know you said Rochester plays physical. They're also one of the oldest teams in the league. So they, I'm sure they've seen their fair share of uh, raucous and rowdy environments. And I'm sure there will be one tonight at Louisville Slugger Field. But give me some keys to the match. <clears throat> well, first, the biggest one will probably be replacing Guy Bend in the midfield. Um, his, his injury was a, was a big one. Um, he's looking to be out up to six months, so obviously that puts a big hole in the midfield. I think we've got some guys that can step in. It'll be interesting to see how Coach O'Connor rotates them. I think the second thing is uh, Scott Goodwin continuing to play well on net. He's only allowed one goal so far in the two matches. He's made some amazing saves. And then I think third, I think this will be the match where Matt Fondy finally gets that first goal um, and gives everybody what they've been waiting for. We we want Matt to score so bad. If I'm not going to lie. He's a fan favorite, and and uh, getting to celebrate a goal with him would probably make this night even more special. 
Yeah. It, what, do you have a prediction for tonight? I think I think it'll be a, a difficult match. I think both teams are extremely good. It would not shock me to see a nil-nil draw, but I think we eke out a goal somewhere and we win one nil to stay undefeated on the season and most importantly undefeated at home. That would be that would be something if that were able to happen. All right, if we usually when we have enough time and we do this time before we let you go, I, I play this little game where I ask you a few questions and you can only give one word answers. So this is kind of our send off here. Are you ready? Go for it. Soccer at Slugger Field in terms of field condition. Unique. And that that was a tough one, and you did a good job with it. <laughs> You did a you did a you did a really good job. Uh, midfielder Charlie Adams. I'm sorry. What was it? Midfielder Charlie Adams. Phenomenal. Uh, he was phenomenal in the last home game. So let's see if he can make exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, Kentucky's 2015 basketball season. <laughs> Question it's questionable. Questionable. Okay. All right. I, I can tell I'm catching a little off guard with these, and this is that's how it's supposed to work. Uh, and we'll we'll send you off with one more uh, prediction for prediction for when Louisville City FC will be in MLS. Twenty twenty. All right. I like that. I can work with that. All right, Jason Ince. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you out at the match tonight, and I appreciate you hopping on. Anytime. Uh, thank you for having us on. Hope to see you tonight. That's Jason Ince of the Louisville Coopers, the biggest support group for Louisville City FC. Hopefully, you all can get out to the game tonight. All right, uh, that's uh, a little. That, uh, that's some soccer talk, and we're going to do some more of that. And that's just that's that's how we're gonna, that's that's what we're going to do. I, I know some some of the the regulars haven't jumped on the soccer bandwagon yet, but that will change. Uh, or, you know, they'll just keep getting mad at me for talking a little soccer. Either way, I'm I'm fine. It could be better. We could be talking more television. Hey. Or I guess that would be worse. Maybe rephrase that. You'll know. You'll know. <clears throat> you know what you're getting into when you listen to the sports soccer, okay? So you got to take – if you don't like some parts of it, then you got to take the bad with the good in that sense. But how, it's how are they supposed to know what they're getting into, TJ, when we don't even know what the hell we're going to talk about? That's it, but that's what you're supposed to know what you're getting into is you don't know. Mystery. And that's what makes it so great. Anyway, so so Brun DMC tweets in and says that at least we aren't jumping to conclusions regarding Britt McHenry and says that – and you know what? I'm jumping to a few conclusions. Sarcasm? I don't, maybe, maybe he was being sarcastic. Uh, maybe maybe she is an okay person that had a bad day. I just – I don't think you say those things and – and you really come off as just having a bad day. I think it means that you're probably not a good person. If she does something for that parking attendant, donates some money to him, buys him something. I mean, I know she, I'm not sure she's. I'm not saying she's making you know make it rain money at ESPN, but I'm sure she's making a pretty good amount of money where she can you know spend a couple hundred dollars on an item to say you know hey I'm sorry. If she does something like that, then I'll start towards the forgiveness. If all I get is an apology handwritten by some intern from a from a university that I probably couldn't get into, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep the perspective I have of her. And I and I know I'm generalizing her a little bit, and that's probably not 
the most fair thing to do, but she really just has come off as a terrible human being. But it makes me feel like I'm a bit more right, Trevor, when she says in an intense and stressful moment, like going to get your car out of the impound is so intense and so stressful. Hey, that's you, you have no idea. I mean, I've, I've had my car impounded and I, I wasn't rude to the people who did it. Now, granted, oh. I, it was a rental car and not in my name and I didn't have a license at the time. So I was trying to be as nice as I could. So they would let me have my car back. But that's irrelevant. I was still nice to him, and I would have been if I wasn't in that situation. And that's, I mean, what a to say that that situation was so intense and so stressful to get your car out of the impound to pay what is it like 150 bucks? Maybe. Now, I've never I've never had my car towed. I probably should have had it happen a few times. It's not, but I don't know. My, mine was 90, and that was at IU's campus. Trust me, if there was a day or let's say a week, let's say in one week, the most stressful and intense thing that happened to me was my car got towed. That would easily be the best week of my life. My gran- and, I'm a per- and I'm a person that has a pretty easy, Trevor. I, my grandmother used to tell me if that's the worst thing that happened to you today, it was a good day. And I've, I use that philosophy on about, and there's not an hour that doesn't go by today. I don't use that philosophy. And, and that's, I agree. I agree with, with, with grandma, Trevor, Kelsey. <laughs> But we're going to head to a commercial break. I, I, I really thank Jason Ince for coming on. Uh, we're going to have him on or somebody on from the Coopers on match days. Uh, I'm really excited about the soccer team with the notion that hopefully it turns into an MLS team. Uh, if it doesn't someday, I'll be a little bummed out, to be honest. But that's okay. Uh, we got time to figure that out. We're going to head to a commercial break. Stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. talking to me all wrong. It's, it's the wrong tone. You do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Is that right? I mean, I... Eh? Does your mother sew? Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Presented by Allen Electric. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering now. A little bit of bad news. This will be our last segment of the show going up till five o'clock. Uh, I know I know you all won't be happy with that, but I'm sorry. A few tweets to get to before we play the Thursday throwback Thursday game with with Trevor. Uh, let's see. Brun DMC says, speaking of TV, I heard Silicon Valley's pretty good show. It has Gabe from The Office in it. Uh, we have talked about Silicon Valley a little bit, and it is a very good show. Uh, I love it, and it is hilarious. And this, uh, the first episode of season two, is probably the funniest one they've had. I'm gonna think I'm. I, you're not the first person to give me good reviews on that, and I think if anybody knows me, I love HBO and Showtime shows more than anything. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm, I'm hooked on this Daredevil Netflix. I've got two episodes left. I'm gonna knock them out tonight. They've distracted me from House of Cards. I apologize. It's a very good show, though. <laughs> uh, and uh, I might go. I might try Silicon Valley. I saw a com- uh, preview for it, and it made me laugh. So I think I might give it a shot. And Rob Blackhawk says, it's been a while since I told you what a great job you do on the sports talker with TJ Walker. 
I'm proud of you, which is nice to hear. Uh, it's nice of Rob to say. He's been listening to the Cats Illustrated podcast since I've been doing them, probably back in 2011 or 2012. And then he listened to the first few of my – he's been listening to the radio show since it started. So appreciate him saying that. And that is, again, nice to hear. Uh, let's see. We need to the, – the Brit McHenry thing, I keep going back and forth on Trevor because I'm a nice person and I, I want to give her, again, the benefit of the doubt. But the more I think about it, just I'm going to generalize. She's a bad person. She's just a bad person. She's not a good person. She's not somebody I'd want to hang out with. She's not somebody I'd want to be friends with. I'm going to give her the opportunity, as I said, to change my perspective. But at this moment, that is the perspective she has. And I said the same thing about Drew Barker. I don't know the guy. I've never met him. He could walk in here right now, and I wouldn't even know he's standing in front of me. Unless he may be laid down, knocked unconscious, and then maybe I'd recognize him. But other than that, no, I wouldn't know him. So I can't. I don't want to say he's a bad person because I don't know him personally, but until he changes the perspective he's given and her, her the same thing, then that's the perspective I'm going to have of them. I don't think Drew Barger's a bad person. I, I think he's probably, you know, I've met him and he's been very nice, but, it, you know, he, he's probably, he could be putting on a show, I'm sure about that. But I, I'm, I think maybe he just kind of got caught up in college and, and, and hasn't been able to really settle down just yet. And, and you, you know what, speaking of cheap shots, that was a cheap shot against Drew Barker. If any one of us, even some, even the listeners, with the exception of maybe Brun DMC because he's a pretty big guy. Anybody takes that shot on the back of the head, even if they – and Drew Barker was obviously woozy and, and probably did get knocked out for a brief moment. Any one of us, if we took that shot on the back of the head, we'd be down on the floor for months. I'd be down. And you know me. I'm 6'3", 360. I mean, I'm a big dude. And I've, yeah. t- I've, I've taken some punches. I've been, knock- I've been hit in the face a couple times. And I've taken, I've taken a chair to the back. But yeah, I've, I've loved, And I've gone I'd down. I'd love to hear some of these stories, but we're running short on time as is. So, all right, Trevor, let's play a little Throwback Thursday. You don't have a you don't have anything lined up in terms of an intro for this. I don't. Do I didn't. I forgot about it coming. Short term memory can be a bitch. Uh, but I will remember to work on something. And next Thursday, I'll have a little uh, open for it, like the word of the day or Ask Gates Wednesday open. Okay. You you have any fun background music or anything like that? I don't have anything queued up. I'm sorry. We're just gonna go. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go bear today. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, and I've got right now. I've got six clues. Hopefully, you get it before then. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. And we're gonna, oh, we're gonna. You know me. I'm good at trivia. We're gonna, we're gonna, and don't look it up either. We're gonna I'm split not. it back. We're gonna split it back and forth between a, a world event or and a UK event. Okay. Okay. So, and maybe if we do this with guests, the sooner they get it, maybe the bigger or the better prize they'll get, or something like that. We'll figure it out. All right. So. Russia shuts off all gas supplies to Europe. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a guess because I didn't even know they did. Uh, I'm going to go 2008. Wrong. Okay, first clue. UK men's basketball started this year number four, receiving four, receiving three first place votes. Lord. Um... 2010? Wrong. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a very vague, uh, vague, vague uh, open, but go on. Okay. Do I get a clue or uh, an additional clue to either of those questions to try to get the nope. right answer? Okay. Nope. Inglorious Bastards comes out in <sighs> theater. Oh, man. Um, 2011. Wrong. Ryan Mosakowski and Chris Matthews are UK's highest rated football commitments. 2008. You already guessed 2008, so you're wrong. Oh, well, then it's 2009. 
It is 2009, but I was on the radio when it happened. I couldn't remember which year. It was my, I couldn't remember if that was my first or second year in radio. Man, I thought you were going to get on the first one. That's a good guess with Russia shuts off all gas supplies to Europe to be able to guess 2008. <laughs> that, that one could have been that, that could have been 1930 for all That's a good point. Sake. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I, was just, I pulled that one out of the rear, and I was uh, other, apparently I was close. but The other two hints were, uh, I guess the other one would need to be a UK one. UK released the Witness t-shirts in honor of Jody Meek's 54-point game, and that was actually on this day in 2009. Okay, yeah. I, I do remember it. That's against at Tennessee. That was, that was when Billy Gillespie, Nike gave those shirts to UK the day after Jody Meeks had 54 points, and Billy Gillespie thought they'd be a distraction, so he put them in boxes, or never took them out of the boxes and hit them. First thing John Calipari did, one of the first things he did on the job was found that found that box and handed out the shirts to all the UK's team, which I thought was a pretty cool move and a really awesome shirt. And then the other one was Air, U.S. Airways flight 1549 lands in the Hudson River. Oh, that was uh, – can I ask for another clue? Well, that was still 2009, so you oh, don't need another clue. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of confused on do I, if I don't know it right away, do I get another clue or should I just guess right away? I'm a little you confused. Guess after, you guess after each one. Okay. And if you don't get it, then you get the next hint. Your, your job is to get as many as, as few oh, as Oh, I thought these were all different years, each one. No, Trevor. I told you I was confused a little bit. We've got this is a trial run right here. They're, it's the same year, and I'm giving you more hints after each guess you make. I got you. Okay, so it, no matter what, the, whether it be the world or the UK, it's, it's the same year in each one. Correct. Okay. I got gotcha. you. It's all it's all one year. Gotcha. So gotcha. Uh, that was a nice little test run. Now and I get uh, it a little bit, and I say I'm a little, a little slow. I, I you know take some minutes to get 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 it down. That's okay. Well, we'll 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 figure it out. All right, so we're running out of time. Yeah, on he said show. I should use the word of the day intro from now on for that anyway. We'll just you just keep you just keep recycling that for whatever we can. I do like that intro. I do, but I uh, I, I think I, I I will do something different. I've got. I've got probably about five or six hundred different clips, sound clips in my in my library. So I think I can make something new. And that's uh, I saw a really funny tweet while you were talking, Trevor. So I kind of didn't listen, but uh, <laughs> somebody somebody retweeted uh, they retweeted a breaking news tweet that said woman arrested on Southwest Air Flight for stabbing another passenger because he was snoring too loud. And somebody quote tweeted it and said Britt McHenry again. Which, <laughs> I had a good laugh about how, what did they stab what did she stab him with? How, how did she get anything a, a pin? Don't know the details of it, but it sounds pretty messed up. Uh, but we're out of time for today's show. Uh, again, if you're in Louisville, you have nothing else to do tonight, head down to Slugger Field. If not, then don't, I guess. And if you Whatever. do have plans, cancel them and go to Slugger Field anyway. Exactly. You'd think that they're paying me to promote this stuff. They're not. I just really want to see a real professional team in Louisville. I mean, I really, really do. Uh, and if man, if you think I'm bad with this, if the NBA ever flirted with possibly an NBA team in Louisville, you probably wouldn't want to listen to my radio show because I would be the most obnoxious person in the world. Speaking of that, the NBA playoffs are set and it's going to be awesome. The Western Conference playoffs is, uh, it's just unbelievable. The East will be good too. It might not be the best quality of basketball, but there's some good matchups. East will be really fun come the semis, I think. Uh, but it'll 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 be a fun next seven months with the NBA playoffs and how yes. long the season goes. So look forward to that. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, I'm 95% sure. But, you know, that's what the sports talker does. They leave you on, I leave you on your toes. So. Tune in either way. Tune in either way. There'll be something on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your day. Get to seven, no be hitting two. Song call it bluegrass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home. Take a shot of tone. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to be G in my zone. Let me hear you say high time. Sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life. When they say I'm doing wrong, and I swear I'm doing right. Come on. High time. Sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun fishing pole in my liquor. Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is. Blue and peep how the mid-south do. Come on, it's okay. Hop in with your boys to the river.